mindfulness mode. And I looked over at Andy and I'll never forget the look in his eyes when I asked him a question that changed our entire direction of our life. Welcome, Mindful Tribe, and we're still celebrating the five-year anniversary. You'll hear one of my past guests uh, giving us a quick congrats, and you can too. As a listener, just go to speakpipe.com slash mindfulness mode, and you can just hit record, and I'll play it on the air, and you'll also have a chance to win a mindfulness mode mug. So I look forward to hearing from you, and that site again is speakpipe.com dot com slash mindfulness mode. Michael Neely here from Consciously Speaking, Buy This, Not That, Something to Whine About, and the PodQuest Show. And as a fellow podcaster, I just want to give a very special congratulatory shout out to my pal, Bruce Langford. I am excited that you have reached such a pinnacle here with five years of podcasting, and I am honored to have been a guest for you back in 2018. I wish you all the best and keeping up the great work that you're doing in the world and supporting people with such an amazing show. Best wishes for another five years of huge success for the Mindfulness Mode podcast. Hey, are you experiencing anxiety and stress in your life right now? Do you feel overwhelmed and worried? You know, we talk about meditation quite a bit on the show and it can help eliminate those feelings and move you to a place of calm, place of focus and you'll feel a lot happier you'll feel more relaxed and more present and you can learn to meditate the easy way and that is with a meditation course by my friend Manny Vaya and to get 80% off the price use coupon code CALM2020 C-A-L-M 2020 Just so you know, this is an affiliate link, so I'm sure you'll enjoy that course. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode. Hey, Mindful Tribe. I am so excited because I'm here with the number one international best-selling author of the book, Women with Fire. And I can tell you, she's on fire. She's got a lot of great excitement and enthusiasm. You can hear it in her voice on her podcast, and you'll hear it on her voice here on this show. She's an international speaker. She uh, actually has gone through some really challenging times. Man, she nearly lost her marriage. She almost gave up on entrepreneurship. And then she and her husband were able to pull together and and pull themselves out of those terrible problems. And now they're on a mission, not only to help so many people in the world, but they've helped themselves. And she's just got this fire going and uh, she shares so much with the world. I'm here today with Connie Benjamin. Hey, Connie, are you in mindfulness mode today? I absolutely am, Bruce, and I am so excited to be here. Well, I am excited to have you here too. And, uh, you know, I look at your amazing book and how much detail you've put into this book and how much you share on your podcast. And your podcast is absolutely fantastic because not only do you interview people, but you have a lot of episodes where you're just simply helping people with what you know and how to help them. And that's what people are hungry for. And uh, your podcast, My Fire Within, radio is really terrific. Connie, what does mindfulness mean to you? Oh man, mindfulness is so powerful. 
For me, I love that question, Bruce. And for me, mindfulness really is about something that I call the fire connection. It's something that I believe is not well understood, but that is what mindfulness to me, and I'll briefly describe it. Mindfulness is really about a triangle, and that's how I see it. And that triangle is about ourselves being on one side of the triangle, our purpose or our highest, highest being stepping into who we really are being on the other side. And that at the very top is the divine or the creator, whatever people believe that to be. And, and the amazing thing about that, that fire connection or that mindfulness is that when we are in conversations with other people, that comes out as the connection with the divine, with ourselves, with the person in front of us. And I find that when we can step into that place and come from a place of being mindfully present with who, who is in front of us, that allows the connection to go deeper than what has ever happened before and allows more possibilities to truly connect and to be present and to, to step into our best self. I love the subtitle of your book. Your book is Women with Fire, Six Secrets to Purpose, Prosperity, and Passion. And you've already started to talk about purpose, but that's the beginning part of your book, your purpose with fire. And you talk about the battle within and morning empowerment, and then you get to the spiritual aspect. And that's what I want to dig into right off the bat. So let's talk about your spiritual aspect and how this has helped you in your journey. Oh What's goodness. that like? It, it, it's really been everything. So um, when I think back to, to, to my journey, I actually started out as not spiritually connected. I was always seeking for something. But Bruce, when I was a young girl, when I was a young girl, my father got very, very sick. And he had worked overseas. I didn't know him very, very well. And he got sick. He came home. And I was a teenager when he was dying. And so I, I went through that experience. And, and being a, a teenager at that moment in that time really was a pivotal moment in my life and my spirituality. Because I believe these moments of transition can take us closer to the divine or farther apart. For me, it actually took me farther apart. I went to a place of not knowing if who I was, what I was here for, what this life was really about. And quite honestly, I went kind of dark. Um, I didn't believe there was a creator. I was really struggling. Fast forward many years, I actually met a mentor that helped me to understand that there really is a divine, that there is a, a bigger, something bigger going on. And my journey in understanding that has been messy, Bruce. It has been messy because I've got this kind of part of myself that's that's this this rebellious part trying to figure it out. I've also got this part of myself that's trying to seek truth. I mean, when I was on that journey and beginning that journey to find truth, it took me to the far reaches of Indonesia to volunteer there. I thought maybe I'd find it in one of the temples there and my volunteer work. And then I didn't find it there. And so it took me into the sweat lodges and in amazing, amazing Aboriginal um, ceremonies. And I didn't find it there. And so it's just been this incredible journey. But what I've discovered is that there truly is a divine. There truly is a higher power, a creator that is looking out for us. And as we become more mindful, I love that you talk about mindfulness because this is the key. And to be totally transparent, when I realized that, that my biggest challenge of, that is getting in the way of anything that I want in this life 
is me and my mindfulness. When I began to understand that, that changed everything because I began to understand how, one, how important mindfulness is, two, how connected mindfulness is to the fire connection. And when I talk about fire, everything I talk about is fire. There's a reason for that. If we actually look in ancient scripture texts, you will see the word fire in very critical moments. If we listen to music, we hear artists describe, we hear painters describe what they're doing, often they'll use the language fire. And I believe that's really intentional. It's because when the fire comes within, it allows us to not only light ourselves, but light the people around us. And it is an incredible way to light up the world without getting burned. So are you part of an organized religion? I am now. I was not for most of my life. Like I said, my spiritual journey has been very, very tumultuous, to say the least. Uh, but I am now. I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Um, what's been interesting about my spiritual journey is that these principles, when they're true principles, you will see them across all faiths. You'll see them in Buddhism. You'll see them in the sweat lodges that I went to. You'll see them in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Truth is truth. And so that's one of the things that I love most about um, stepping into truth and just having a connection with the divine. That at the end of the day, it's always about the connection with the divine, connection with the creator. Connie, you're a very upbeat, very positive kind of person. You come across with so much uh, joy and so much happiness. Is there another side? Do you have depression? Do you have, do you struggle with that kind of thing? And if you do, what do you do to deal with it? Oh my goodness. That is, that's amazing that, that feedback from you, because I actually don't see myself in that way. So that's really amazing to hear that feedback. So do I have a different side? Yes. So I, I do not struggle with depression now. After my little girl was born, though, I did have symptoms of depression. And actually, it was a physical condition that was going on for me. I had a thyroid condition that was causing symptoms of feeling really, really down and a lot of different health conditions that were going on for me. Um, but what I find is that I'm very passionate about what I do, which is amazing for when I'm on a right track and I'm filled with light. It is incredible. I love it. I can feel, I can feel the grace of the divine. It's just awesome. I love connecting with people. If I do not stay on that path, if I, and I talk about the battle within in my book, that battle that's constantly going on within us, that battle between our best self and what I call in the book, the hyena or that part of ourselves that's trying to hold us back, keep us comfortable. I'm very clear about the battle within myself. When I step into the light and I'm connected with the divine and I have that fire connection in place, I'm on fire, Bruce. Like I love the world. I love people. I want to shout it from the rooftops. I want to help them engage with their own fire. I am lit up. When I go fall towards what I call the five extinguishers of fire, some of which are things like deception, um, discouragement, uh, disharmony. When I allow those to come into my mind, I feel pretty sad. I feel pretty down. And so I, I'm really, really aware of the contrast. And I think one of the things that I love working with, why I love working with entrepreneurs 
is because we are really passionate about something. When you feel, not necessarily just entrepreneurs, but anybody that feels like you've been given a calling in this life, we never will feel up to it. And so the mastery of being able to master that part of ourselves that's trying to hold us back from our true potential is, is the thing that will change everything. And honestly, it comes down to mindfulness, which is what gets me so excited about your conversation. Because when we can understand that part of ourselves, when we can be mindful of it, when we can change the conversation and step into who we really are meant to be, we become lit up more than we can possibly imagine. Our greatest weakness becomes our greatest strength. It's so true. Hey, Bruce Langford, Lisa Winston here, celebrating five years and 582 episodes for the Mindfulness Mode. Wow. Your show rocks and you rock. Congratulations, my friend. No one deserves it more. Love you. Now, the second secret that you that you delve into in your book, Women with Fire, is all about changing your beliefs and working on mindset and self-doubt and myths. What was a major belief in your life that you set out to change and achieve that change, Connie? Oh, that's such a good question. I think one of the major limiting beliefs that I have had is that I'm not enough. And, and I know that's one that many people have. It would come up constantly when I was writing my book. I would notice that, you know, I we, I we talked about this before the show, that I got inspired to write my book from the divine years ago. I didn't feel enough. I did not. I thought, who am I to write this book? At the time, I had a baby and a toddler and a preteen. And Bruce, my life was nuts, was so crazy. And um, I felt I knew that I heard the call. I knew that I was inspired to write the book but I did not feel enough. And I remember moments when I was writing my book and because my life was so crazy, I was sometimes writing my book in my closet with my laptop on top of my laundry basket, which was unfolded. Of course it was Bruce, because I didn't have time to <laughs> fold it. And I, I, I could hear that battle going on within me. I got to write the book. Who are you to write the book? You know, at just this constant fight. And so, it, it, it's amazing to me. Actually, this really came to a head. I, I did a lot of mindfulness stuff to, to, to transition this. And I still work on this today, Bruce. But there was a moment when my book was coming out. It was my intention was it to, was for it to be a number one international bestseller. To do that, it had to hit number one international bestseller or number one bestseller across multiple countries. I had never launched a book before. This felt a little bit like a pipe dream. I did not have somebody coaching me about every step of the way. I was inspired. I took advice from certain mentors. I tried to piece it together. It was a bit of a mess. But I told my kids, this is my goal. I'm going to be a number one international bestseller. Did I really believe it at the time? No. Did I act as if I would be? Yes. I did everything I could do. I was so diligent with it. And the morning of my book launch, and this gives me goosebumps just saying it, the morning of my book launch, I go out, my kids say, mom, I've got a surprise for you. And I've got these sweet little kids and they're so excited. And I open up my door from my bedroom and on the wall, I see a big, huge poster 
that says number one international best-selling author, Connie Benjamin, and all my kids had wrote what they love about me and how they knew I would be a number one international best-selling author. Wow. And I was just moved by that because they believed in me before I believed in me. What a beautiful story. That is fantastic. Connie, I know one of the things you talk about a lot is relationships. And that's one of the chapters in your book. And one of the secrets in your book, you talk about that. What is your secret, your personal secret? I know you share so much about your relationship with Andy and on your podcast. And and I, I was really very impressed with how vulnerable you're willing to become on your show and talk about specifics when it comes to your relationship. What's your secret with Andy? I love that question. My secret with Andy really is the fire connection. It's always about the fire connection. And I can say that because Bruce, I mean, as you've alluded to my story, we did not always have a great relationship. We started off as best friends. Our our, our courting and our beginning relationship could have been right out of a movie. It was amazing. And then after Laundry Mountain and kids and money stress and job discomfort and all of those things, health problems, we almost lost each other, quite honestly. And it, 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 it breaks my heart because I, I, and I remember one day, Bruce, where everything came to a head when I was, we were sitting on the couch together and we were watching TV because, quite honestly, that's all we were doing at that point. And you can read between the lines. That's all that was going on. And I paused the show, picked up the remote, and I hit pause. And I looked over at Andy. And I'll never forget the look in his eyes when I asked him a question that changed our entire direction of our life. And what I said to him was, is this all there is? And I just... I saw the hurt, I saw the confusion and the fear of, are, does, is this the end? What does this mean? But Bruce, I'm so grateful for that moment because it was in that moment I committed and Andy and I committed to saving our family and, and to living our purpose in our both our business and our family. Because you see, after speaking and training for about a decade, I realized that my story was not unique. In fact, when we look at the work of Alex Schaefen, we find that the entrepreneurial personality, whether that's an, an entrepreneur in a business or an entrepreneur that owns a business, either way, that personality style is amazing with business, can rock business. Like you got to focus. You're thinking about that thing you got to do. You're going to go for it. In relationships, it can be challenging. Because when we find is that when we get under distress, when we get when we get stressed out, our best strengths can turn against us and become our greatest weaknesses. And that massively impacts relationships. And so that's what we found is that our story is not alone, is that there's many there's many people that are, that are going through this, especially right now with what's happening in the world today. So what we have found that changes all of that and gives us hope and makes us want to shout from the rooftops and tell every single person because I believe that we don't just want to have a purpose and a passion in our business. We want to have it in our family. In fact, the quote that leads my life, absolutely everything that comes down to is no success outside the home can justify a failure inside the home. And I truly believe that. And so that's why for us, it's all about the fire connection. 
how can we, with Andy and I, it's always about the question, how can I show that I have your back and you have mine? And it always comes down to the fire connection. Wow, that's great. And your website is myfirewithin.com. I want to know what the fire was like when you were seven years old, when you were a child. What was the fire? Describe that fire that you had then. Oh my goodness. I love that question because I actually was in remembrance of that this week. I love to be outside. If I'm in my happy place, it is hiking. This is my happy place. I literally could just walk for days just hiking. That I love it. So there was a moment where um, I honestly had forgotten who I was when I was a, a young girl. I just, I don't know. I just don't think about it. I, I forgot what was important to me. And I was on this hike and I was listening to one of my mentors, um, Marsha Martin, Dory Cordova and Marsha Martin are some of my greatest mentors that I just love. Oh, they're amazing. If you don't know who they are, you look them up because they're amazing. Um, but I was listening to Marsha and she was talking about her vision and what was important to her. And it was a moment I was just, I was just flooded with remembrance of what was important to me when I was about seven years old. And I remembered that there was, at that point in my life, I began to see injustices in the world. I started to ask questions like, you know, my family would want to go to a rodeo and I'd say, but I looked up, I looked up the rodeo and I found out that they're mean to the animals. And I, and I, 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 at the, I don't know if they are now. So just if you're a rodeo fan, I don't know if they are now, but at the time I'm kind of older. So at the time that's where it was. Um, and I was upset about it. And my dad was, was frustrated with that, but it, it was everywhere. It's when, it's when I went to Texas and I, and I, I found out that I, I, as a white woman was not supposed to be talking to the sweet young black teenager that was trying to date me. And I couldn't understand it. I was like, but people are people. I, I don't understand what's happening right now. Now, obviously that wasn't when I was seven, that was closer to when I was about 11. But the, there's these moments in history where I started to realize that I saw some injustices and I wanted to change the world. I wanted to, I wanted to change all of it. And I felt that fire and I, and I tell my parents and I tell anybody that would listen to me. But the story that I got over and over, Bruce, was you can't change things. This is just how they are. Mm -hmm. and, and I realized on that hike that for years, I had pushed that down and said, Connie, you can't change things. This is just how they are. And I'm done with that. No more, no more. Now I fight for those injustices and I begin with the family because I believe when we strengthen the family, we strengthen the world. We really do. Yeah, it starts at home, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Connie, were you ever bullied or were you a bully at any time? Do you have a story you can share with us where mindfulness would have made a difference? Yeah, absolutely. So I was not intending to share this story, but Bruce, we're talking about a lot of personal stuff. So here we go. So as I said in the beginning, I'm an open book. So in my book, I talk about a moment in my journey being an elementary school student. And one of my biggest experiences with bullying that really had a lasting effect on me. So I was... I think in about grade six, and there was this bully that 
was pointing out my biggest flaw that I could possibly think about. It was the one thing that I was so embarrassed about Bruce and I didn't know why this was happening to me and I was so confused about it and I wanted to ask my parents but I felt like I couldn't talk to anybody about it and I thought I was the only person in the entire world that dealt with this. And But what was happening was I was going into puberty and I was beginning to get peach fuzz on my upper lip. And I even saying it, I kind of get chills going up my spine. So this bully said, Connie, you have a mustache. And he started calling me that mustache man for at that point in my, in my journey, that was heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. I would look in the mirror and, and all I would see was the peach fuzz and I knew nothing, didn't know what to do about it. And I felt alone and I felt ugly and I felt like everyone in the school would just know how ugly I was. And, oh man, this is the first time I've ever told this story in this detail on, on a show. Here we go. But um, I, I look back on that moment and if I had had mindfulness, if I had understood um, that, it would have changed everything because one I would have been grounded in who I am. I would have remembered who I am. I am a daughter of God and that I have a divine mission to do in this world. And so does everyone else, by the way. So you listening right here, you have a divine mission too. And I would have understood that that bully that was going, that was attacking me in that way was somebody that obviously had a lot going on for him and, and wasn't secure in his own place. And I would have been able to stop and slow down to take breaths so that I wasn't wrapped up in the story of who I thought I was that was completely untrue. It would have changed everything. Connie, what have you learned from your daughters about mindfulness? Oh my goodness, they teach me about mindfulness every day. I've learned in the power of play when I watch them, I've got, so I've got little girls and a teenager. So I've got a 12 year old who's turning 13 right away. And I have a five year old and a six year old and I watch them play and they are so engaged in the, in the game. They are so present with what's happening. And I've also learned that I think as, as a woman, well, just generally as a parent, sometimes there can be so much guilt around, am I doing enough? Am I having enough experiences, enough contact, showing my kids that I love them? At the end of the day, I want them to know that they are loved and that they have a divine purpose. And sometimes guilt can come in play. But when I begin to understand them, when I learn through them, I see that they don't need massive amounts of time. In fact, there's been points in my journey when I haven't been present, where I've had massive amounts of time, Bruce, and it wasn't good quality time. What they need from me is pure moments. What they need from me is presence. They need my mindfulness to be, if I'm in a game with them, to be fully engaged with them. If they're talking to me, to be present with them, make sure I'm not looking at my phone, to focus on what they're saying. They've taught me what truly being mindful and present is all about. Wow, I love that. I just love what we can learn from our children about mindfulness. Now, in the book, you talk about how you're just tired of the lies that women have been told that hold them back. What were some of the lies you were told that held you back? I think some, well, some of the lies, actually, this is one of the biggest one that my entire message, message stands upon 
is the lie that we need to choose between our family and making a difference in the world through our work. Now, Bruce, no one is outright saying it. Nobody's outright said, just give up on your family and go after the world and change the world. However, after interview, I've, I've literally spent 3000 hours interviewing top world leaders. And what I've seen and the understanding that I've gained is that there's points in our history where when I talk to women that are at those certain points in our history, they felt like they had to make a choice and they, and, and they're changing the world, but many of them has lost their relationships. Many of their marriages did not make it. And so this, and even when I listen now, I've listened to, I always try and look for the patterns in things. I, I love, I, I love systems and patterns. It's, it's, I'm passionate about that. And I've heard many women leaders right now in a bit of a younger generation than I'm, let's say their thirties talking about having a baby and, and needing to, to just go right to work and just, cause you've, they've got a world mission to have. And I felt like for me, one of the lies I have been taught is I need to choose either I change the world and I have a mission and I go after it, or I have a family and I stay home with that family and I just support that family. I can't have both. And, and I truly believe at this moment in history with everything happening in the world right now, that paradigm, even though nobody's saying it, it's being said underlying that paradigm has to shift. And I, and we look at what's happening. The family is being forced to come closer together. And at the same time, we have a global, we have a global situation that's happening. That's calling us to step into the leaders we're meant to be. And I truly believe that when we step into that fire connection, we strengthen the, the connection with the divine, the connection with ourselves and the people that we love and the people around us that we're, that we're influencing. We can not only change the world through empowered leadership, but we can change our family and be closer to the people we love than we think possible. And speaking of connection, do you meditate, Connie? I do. I do meditate. But Bruce, I'll be honest, the meditation was not easy for me. I started out with five minutes and I'd start and all of a sudden my brain would just be like a squirrel on a hamster wheel, you know, or a hamster yeah. on, a, on a wheel. Right. Um, but what I do now is I, I do meditation. I have a mantra that I say over and over and over that is a nonsensical word because I'll attach to it if it makes sense. And I, and I do that for 20 minutes. And um so powerful because that allows me to empty space as Marsha Martin talks about emptying that space so I can be willing and able to receive the inspirations from the divine. And do you always meditate in the morning or do you meditate at different times in the day? So I meditate in the morning. I set a timer for 20 minutes. I sit outside and meditate. And I also meditate when I'm so stressed out, Bruce, because what I've noticed happens is in the morning, I have this amazing morning ritual and I feel all zen and I feel like I can conquer the world. And then, you know, I go into my email and my kids are asking me a million times for their, for their homework because they're homeschooled right now. They're asking me all of these things and I feel pulled in many different directions. Sometimes I feel stressed out and when I, especially when I make mistakes, I've noticed that when I make mistakes, that's one thing that can really pull me out of the present moment and start to bring some of those tapes back in. And if I can stop and go and meditate even for five minutes, that's game changing. 
Yeah, well, I, I find the same thing. I really do. Well, what's, what else is included in your, in your morning empowerment schedule? So I have a couple things that I do. So one is definitely exercise. Um, and so that is really important to me. Uh, I also do a journal. So I, I read some sort of spiritual materials just to make sure that I get connected with the divine in that way. And then I journal about it. Um, and then I follow a bit of a modified version of the miracle day. I forget who wrote that book, but it's an amazing book about a miracle day. And so my process is that I write down, what am I committed to today? And I record that. What am I committed to happening? And often, Bruce, what I'm committed to is being seeking to be more present in the moment with what I'm doing, seeking more divine inspiration. The next thing I do is I ask, why is that important to me? So I, rem I have a remembrance of why, why do I want to do that? And then I say, how am I going to make sure that I do that? And this is my my game plan for when life gets crazy. So for example, if I'm working on being more present, one of my, how am I going to do that would be when I start getting stressed out, my shoulders go up to my ears like this. I need to stop and go and breathe for five minutes or two minutes, whatever it takes, just take some rest and change the game. And the last piece is that what am I grateful for this day? And to really be intentional with specific things today that I'm grateful for. And those are some of the things that I do every day in the morning. Oh, that's that's fantastic. And gratitude is such a huge piece of, I know, my life and so many of the people I interview. So I'm really glad to hear that gratitude is part of your life. And I'm not surprised in the least at all. So Connie, as we move forward in the interview, I want to ask you five quick answer questions. So just 30 second answers are perfect. The first one is this, who is one person who has inspired you on your mindfulness journey? Doria, Dame Doria Cordova. And how has mindfulness affected your emotions? Mindfulness is everything. When I can be more mindful, I can, I can choose how I want to feel. And I, I don't get swept up in emotions that will end up hurting me and the people I love. Tell us how breathing is part of your mindfulness practice. Breathe. I use breath in everything. So breath I use in meditation. Um, when we focus, when I focus on my breath, it allows me to be really present and allows me to get the most out of that meditation. And your book, of course, is fantastic. Women with fire. But what other books would you recommend on the topic of mindfulness? To date, Bruce, I haven't read a lot of books about mindfulness. So that question makes me go, I need to read more books on mindfulness. But one book that has helped me in being more mindful in my relationship has been Love Sense by Dr. Sue Johnson. Ah, love Sense. Well, we'll put that in our show notes at mindfulnessmode.com. So yeah, and I have not read that book. So I'll check it out. Love Sense. Very interesting. Are there any apps that you could suggest that can help people with mindfulness? Well, this now I, this isn't an app, but it's on your phone is notes. I would encourage you to, as you receive inspiration, just a thought that comes to your mind about how you can help somebody or make the world better or something you can do to brighten somebody's day, record that thought and take action on it. So every, we're all carrying our phones with us. Just use the notes section and make sure you have a section on notes that says inspiration and record all of those and take action on them. That will help you be more mindful. 
That's a great idea. That is absolutely excellent because, you know, so many of those thoughts just slip away, you know, and we think, hey, great idea. I have it in the moment. And then I know for myself, if I don't jot it down or make a record of it, then later I'll be like, I was sure I was going to remember that idea I had and whoops, it's gone. So great suggestion, Connie. So I just love what you do. And I think it's so wonderful that you inspire so many women with your podcast and with all that you do. What are you working on now? What's the next step in Connie Benjamin's life and in your career? What I'm working on now is bringing my husband, Andy, more into the work. So we have spent, we, we spent about a decade partnering with a personal development company and doing speaking and coaching and all of those things. When I got inspired to write my book, it was for women and I knew I needed to start there. But what I've discovered over the last few months with everything that's been happening in the world, I believe that there needs to be a woman and a, the feminine and the masculine perspective. And so that's what Andy and I are working together is bringing both of our perspectives into the conversation and supporting people with stepping into their purpose through their business and their family. Ah, that's exciting. That's going to be really something to look out for. So your website, of course, is My Fire Within. Where is the best place to find you on social media, Connie? Best place to find me on social media is Facebook, but I'm all over the place. And you can always email me as well at Connie at myfirewithin.com. Oh, great. You've got your email address right here, Connie at myfirewithin, and that's C-O-N-N-I-E. So give Connie a little quick email and tell her how much you love this show. And you can even ask her a question because she's an open book for questions, right, Connie? Absolutely. You ask, I will answer. Yeah, well, that's great. It's wonderful to have you on the show. Thank you so much for being a guest on Mindfulness Mode. Thank you so much, Bruce. This has been truly incredible. You're welcome. Bye now. Bye. Hey, Mindful Tribe, thanks for listening today. And like I said at the top of the show, you can eliminate so much anxiety and stress from your life right now by learning to meditate. And my friend Manny Vaya can help you with that. It can really help you go to a new place of feeling more relaxed and more present. Go to mindfulnessmode.com slash meditate and get 80% off the price with coupon code CALM. 2020. So that is an affiliate link. And again, thanks for joining us here on the show. And we always appreciate subscribing and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. That's always a huge help to the show. Mindful Tribe, take what we've learned today and reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.